This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show. Potluck Show. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Late Night Potluck Show, episode seven. Excited for this uh, for this episode. We got uh, a special guest. We got the whole crew in tonight. Um, real quick, I can't believe it's episode seven. I know. Right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's let's uh, let's just jump right in. Um, what's on your mind, uh, Raquel? Let's go around the room. <laughs> you want to sit there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, nothing much. I don't know. I, the snow that never ends is on my mind. And, um, I don't know. I'm excited. This is the first time today that I'm actually outside. So it's nice to, um, oh, do this. I know. Snow day with the boys. <laughs> Chef, yeah. uh, Raquel texted me today. Uh, are we still laughing tonight? Uh, I'm like. <laughs> trying to call out. <laughs> <laughs> the snow has been gone. <laughs> so. How about you, Marshall? Um, well, uh, just the snow that we're supposed to be getting tomorrow because I just found that out. It's supposed to snow tomorrow. So more binge watching. Um, I've been watching Being Mary Jane. So I'm late to the to, to that train, but it's pretty good. Cool. All right. Rio, thank you for take, handling the camera tonight. What is, what's on your mind? Well, I'm excited to learn about something new today. With our special guest. As always, I always look forward to this Saturday evening. Late Mm-hmm. That's why we're late night potluck show. That's it. <laughs> Manny. Hey, hey. I am excited once again for our guest um, and a full belly that I have from going out to bar earlier. Having some delicious New Haven style pizza. Mm-hmm. My favorite. Oh, it is man. banging pizza. Oh, I, I it love is good. it. I yeah. love it so much. So I got a happy belly. Don't let my trainer know. He might be mad that I ate pizza. But, uh, and nachos. Yeah. This smells delicious. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, here, um, real quick, Tuesday was pitch day. Oh, yeah. yeah. How did that go? I was nervous as hell. As well. I, I did my practice before everybody showed up. I did a practice. And I, I think the last time I was on stage, it was like second grade. So I got this huge screen behind me and bright hot bulbs lights just shining down on you and i was sweating bullets <laughs> and i'm stuttering and i'm you forgetting my uh my lines and stuff. it was steve jobbing it you know up on stage I just showing his I just product my turtleneck <laughs> <laughs> so whatever i took a break and um you know i'm nervous like i'm scared and i was the first one to get called up. oh wow you know, and i knew that ahead of time um so sure enough, they called me up, and I, I believe I killed it. Real, how did I do? Yes, you did very well. Thank wow, you. nice, <laughs> nice, congrats. So, yeah, so I got my wife was there. She got the camera. I got a video of it, so it's, it's cool. It's a good experience. Yeah. So Congratulations. Was, thank you. Was there anything that you think you would do differently now that you like had your experience on stage and pitching your product? Nah. No? No. I, I mean, I think it was as good as it got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I think that it went well. Um, I had good help too. Um, Caroline and, and Margaret, they really uh, took me under their wing, showed me how to put the slide together. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So um, the first practice I did, it was eight minutes long. We were given four minutes 
So I had to cut down you know, the breathing. Mid- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in between, yeah, yeah. you got to stop breathing <laughs> so much, right? <laughs> so yeah, so that was that was good. That was that was what uh, was on my mind, and that was that was exciting. Yeah. That's good. I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's that's right. awesome. I, I can see he was sweating. Yeah, because, uh, you know, yeah. I, I didn't have any paper with me. It was all, you know. It was either that or they had you under, like, that rotisserie chicken light while you were on <laughs> yes, stage. that's what it felt. Yeah. Uh, the, all the frituras. Yeah, all the frituras, right? Yeah. Uh, Regional Papa. Oh, that's Dave. I'm sorry. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so listen, thank you for following us. If you're watching us live, uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, late night underscore late night potluck show. And uh, let's dive in. We have a tradition. If you haven't watched it or listened to us before, we have a tradition where every every episode we have a dish brought in and we kind of critique. Um, we haven't oh critiqued yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did. We, we were roost last week. And then uh, I think the the super crunchy egg rolls that I thought weren't cr- crunchy, you know. Yeah, Everything's yeah. been banging. Yeah, yeah. Flesh. So we got a looks delicious. We got a dish mm-hmm. in uh, Manny. Talk about it. So this actually is is um, a dish that took me as simple as they may seem. Nachos. It took me a while to get to where they're at now. Um, so I actually make the chips homemade. Uh, everything on there is homemade. Uh, the salsa and the guac on the side as well. Everything's homemade. Um, there's chips. There's uh, Mexican blend cheese, cilantro, onions, tomatoes, uh, black olives. And then today I have, uh, they do it with different types of meats. And I've even done a vegan option where I use uh, carrots and uh, portobello mushrooms on it. But uh, today I have some Korean style uh, steak on there so it's a hoisin based sauce that i marinated the steak in and then again like i said we have the guac on the side that's all made and then the the i guess a lot of people call restaurant style salsa where it's a lot thinner more watery than the chunky style pico de gallo almost um salsa so this we got there uh chips I, i purposely made a lot crunchier um, and I wanted that because I was so tired of going to restaurants and different places and getting these really thin, soggy, soggy yeah. nasty chips that would either break or fold over, you know, <laughs> after you, everything was thrown on there. And I knew I wanted them to be hearty. So I made the chips nice and thick so you'll get a nice crunch even down to deep in the center where a lot of the juices and everything are. You'll still get a nice crunch out of the chips and everything. So um, dig in, guys. Go for it. And then we have Dave's Angry Sauces here yes. to throw on top if you want as well. There you go. So this one, this one right here. This is his jalapeno lime, which is his mildest of them all. Then you have your sweet and savory scotch bonnet, which is the medium. Correct? Am I getting it right? It's not medium, but it is the middle. Well, medium in his lime. I don't go past jalapeno. I'm a punk when it comes to <laughs> Me the too. spice. Um, and then he's got his really spicy one, which is fire roasted habanero wow. sauce. I love the label. Thank you, thank you. How do we? How do we? Just go for it. Just go for it. This is a massive chip. Yeah, go for it. I mean, there's probably a couple chips in there, but go Tomate. for it. There we go. The beauty of it is when it's when it's nice and hot. 
our favorite part when I do, I do these a lot with friends and family and we do nacho nights and stuff like that. Our favorite part is right out the oven, mm. getting it right out the oven and doing the whole cheese pull. That's our favorite part of the stretch. I feel like I failed if the cheese isn't stretch enough. <laughs> you gotta get the action shot with the cheese pull. Yeah, that's that's usually what we do. Yes. I'm crunching away. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I didn't make it from scratch all the way from the masa. Okay. All right, so I. I yeah, I didn't. I didn't make the dough. I do want to get to that point myself. Um, but right now, all I do is I take the corn tortilla um, shells, slice them up, and then I deep fry them, okay. make it nice and thick. Generally, when you get chips from, I know plenty of restaurants, and especially the ones I worked at, they'll order the boxes of the ready-to-fry right. chips, you know? And they generally come out with those thin, generic-flavored chips, you know what I mean? Um, so this one I take... Regular tortillas as if you were gonna make uh, tacos. And oh, do you that. know what's such a pain in the oh ass? What's up? Finding avocados, man. Like I, so oh for gosh, this, yes. for the the pitch day. Yeah. We uh. We didn't count. Who's eating? Who's eating? <laughs> the one, the one that got her own personal bag of chips over there. So um. Let's Sorry. um. Yeah, let's, let's dig in. Let's count. Ready? Okay. Go ahead. One, uh, two, and three. The chips are really good. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Did I invite you to Super Bowl <laughs> next year? <laughs> Consider yourself invited. That is sexy. So I was making yeah. one of my dips that I was bringing for pitch day was uh, guac, and I bought like. Five, six avocados. And when I cut into the day of, cut into mm. hard as a rock. I do an emergency run to Target <laughs> and picked up because Target, they always have, you know, I don't know, they're modified that way to be, always be ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you got to hit Stop and Shop. That's my stop secret. And shop, yeah. Stop and Shop. Stop and Shop will always have the. The fresh ones that just came in, and then generally, and it's usually always when you walk into a stop and shop. You know, like most grocery stores are designed a specific way. So usually, the first thing you walk into is the is the produce section. Right, right. And then most of the time, in stop and shop, what you'll see is the first thing you'll see is avocados. Right. And generally, those avocados that you see right in front are the ones that are ready. Those are the, and stop and shop. They always have two different sections. Is there like a certain color I should look for? Because I'm always picking the wrong avocado. So it depends on the avocado you're looking for. If you're looking for the Haas avocados, That's which the are I the like. smaller ones, yeah. um, those, it's usually by how tender they are. Okay. a lot of times some of them will be really green, but so you know, they'll still like be nice and tender. It, 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 like I said, it varies on color. Mm -hmm. It can be a darker green or it can be a really brown color. But as long as it's tender, you know, you, it's firm enough where you can push it with your finger. And, and it'll kind of bounce back a little bit. That's fine. If it's too firm, where you kind of have to press really hard, yeah. sometimes I, I'll buy them cause, and they'll all be hard. And I'm like, okay, they'll get right. Yeah. I'm not eat for another four days. Mm -hmm. I'll buy something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, for it's right. Yeah. I'll wait too long, and then they all get too soft. Well, if you're looking to do it that day, that's how you do it. Yeah. And then. I know the larger avocados. I I know there's some people that do the whole pit situation or the you stem. Remove the they little, remove the stem. Yeah, exactly right. I was taught by my mom 
and and it's always worked for me. I don't know if this is a hundred percent correct way, but the way my mom talks is take the large ones and just shake it a little bit. You'll hear the yeah. pit. If you shake it, but that pit that doesn't apply around. to the not the Haas. Right. It's just the larger the avocados, Florida, the large Florida style green. Yeah. Yep, the ones you generally find in Puerto Rico and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, those, those you take it if you shake it a little bit, and if you feel the pit move in there, That's then the it's right ready. One. Yeah. That's good to know. Thank you. Yes. Yo, it, 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 there's layers of flavors, right? Because like the cheese, the yeah, chips. The jalapeno lime is perfect. Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the jalapeno lime hot sauce you made. Oh yeah. man, yeah. So I, I make my guac with, with the. With the yeah. Mm. So it's already. Then I make my blue cheese, and I posted today about um, how I make because it was a big hit. Blue cheese sauce with uh, sweet and savory. So when you put it on your salad, put it on it. It's pretty good. Um, how about the, the steak? <laughs> how do you make that? <laughs> Caught him with it's like when the waitress comes. <laughs> Is everything good? <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's messed up. You call me like <laughs> mouth full of nacho. Can I get um, a little scoop of each of the no the the big this this thing. So the steak I use a very thinly sliced sirloin steak, um, and then I velveted it just to try to get it more tender. Um, and for those that don't know what velveting is, it's it's an Asian technique of. Uh, tenderizing the meat and a lot of times you know you get people go to Chinese restaurants like how did this how does the meat so thin stay so nice and tender and and, you know and that's generally because of velveting so I velveted the meat which is uh, you marinate it in in a a wine um, and cornstarch marinade and then you quickly like blanch it quickly blanch it after so then after that threw it in some um a hoisin sauce, some garlic. Mm. Oh, you like the salsa? That's why I like it. Yeah, you got the hoisin sauce, some garlic, um, and that's really it for the flavor on that. And then I quickly saute it to finish it off, just to get the glaze to to stick to it. So that's it for the steak there. Not a bad, bad uh, process of it. It's delicious. Thank you. Hmm? You got onions in the guac? Yeah, there's onions in the guac and in the salsa. I picked with my onions. I'm sorry? Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. It means a lot coming from someone like you. Right, right. <laughs> now all we gotta do is get you to make the, the chips from scratch. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, yeah, no, I, I know the process already. I just, I don't know if I want to sit there for a quick, like, nacho thing and make, uh, you know, make them uh, right there. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I know, like Ricardo Noki on TV and stuff. You know, like <laughs> Raquel knows about that, right? Yeah, I love Go for it. There's enough there. I always make enough for everybody to be able to eat as much as they want and then take home. Thank you, Manny. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Anybody uh, want to pick his brain about this? I feel like he answered all that. He described it really well. Yeah. It's absolutely delicious. A one-pot meal. I've actually had people mm-hmm. cry over these. <laughs> not, not even, I'm not going to throw people under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I've actually had people in tears while eating this of pure joy. That always makes me happy, you know what I mean? Go. I can do it. Milford Food Truck Festival is happening soon. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're, May. Yeah, we're, we're but, yeah. Uh, so I'll be out there. Oh, nice. Um, very good. Um, very delicious. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, let's let's jump in. Let's close that out and jump into our next segment. I'm excited about this. I'm a huge fan. Um, she's a chef. She's an entrepreneur. She's a veteran. She's a champion. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Tell, tell, the, tell the audience who you are and what you do. Um, a chef row in the Pennsylvania, you know, Bridgeport. Um, hey. My name is Chef Rowe. Um, I'm a Bridgeport, Connecticut native, and um, I am a celebrity chef, I would like to call myself. I want to own that because, uh, you know, sometimes you do so much and you don't really give yourself credit. So... Um, Army veteran, as you can see, I got the hat on, right? Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I've done some time in in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, Got out the military, you know what I'm saying, used the GI Bill um, to be able to afford to go to culinary college. So that's how I kind of became a chef. And then, you know, everything else goes from there. (laughs) Really, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, again, like you mentioned, Bridgeport native. Yes. Let's talk about that. Um, when you were first introduced to culinary. Okay. Um, Buller Havens? Yes, Buller Havens. Um, you know, my culinary instructor was a Culinary Institute of America alumni. So he was a tough cookie. His name is Chef Wojtek. He's still teaching to this day. Um, not at Buller Havens, but he's still instructing. So, um, you know, I went to Buller Havens, and that's the first shop I knew I wanted from Jump. Like, I already knew that culinary was um, going to be it for me. So he exposed me to it. You know, they brought us to CCIA, and then that was it. Like, when you walk through the doors, I don't Have you guys ever been to CIA? No. No? no. You call yourself foodie? <laughs> what? I was too broke for that. Come on. No, you can go take <laughs> to no, no, school. Do you know all of the restaurants on campus is open to the public? No I did hear that, that, they, that you can go into the restaurants and, and try the students' food. Exactly, right? And then when you go, you don't tip. There's no tipping process. They get grades, right? So the, the teacher's going to come up to you and say, how was the server? Did they bring you the right order? You know, did they were they on time? Did they ask you if you needed water? How was the meal? You know, and they're graded off of that. So we need people from the outside to come and let us know how we're really doing. Because when you graduate and then you really go cook, it's going to cut through. It's like like going to Bullet Havens for a haircut. (laughs) No, for real. But they need that, right? Because if nobody comes in, they don't get no practice. Mm -hmm. That's true. I remember I went to Platt Tech and we had the restaurant in there. And they, um, that wasn't my shop, but they did have the restaurant there open to the public and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I just recently heard that CIA did that. So I would definitely want to try it out. I mean, we do, um, we have our own brewery on campus. You know, so it's a whole wine program. That's a whole nother lane. You know, you have pastries, a whole nother department. They have half of the school, you must say. Um, they just started a master's degree program. So now you get your master's degree in culinary arts. So CI is taking it to a whole nother level. Study abroad. You go, you could pick um, France, you know, you can pick Spain, Italy, China. Um, I'm pretty sure they added on Singapore. Hopefully they'll add on Africa, you know. Oh, nice. um, I have a lot of... Um, good friends that work there now so i hope if they hear this you know they push some african cuisine because that's the only um continent that you don't actually study while you're there wow. oh wow <laughs> hint, hint. 
you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. And there are students of color that go there, and I think they should know the roots too. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. so you guys should check it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah it's, it's definitely gonna be on my list of things to do. Yeah, wasn't there? So, when you went to when you began introduced to culinary at Buller Hills, did you know immediately this is what you wanted to do? Yeah, my mom's been in the food industry for at least 25 years. Um, single mom, you know, and all three jobs she worked was all food. So um, that was my first exposure. And then I was like, well, let me go to high school. Let me kind of see if this is something I want to do before I go into this college world. You know, maybe I could go to be a lawyer. I don't know. Right, right. When I went to Buller Havens, I was like, mm, okay. You know, because, you know, I can't sit behind a desk. And culinary was that fast pace. Yeah, chef was yelling. That's the only teacher in the school that could yell. Yeah. You know, so I liked stuff like that. So I knew um, from day one that was it for me. Mm-hmm. So 14, from, 14. At 14? Yeah, high school, freshman. So from Bullard Havens, did you um, go straight into culinary school? I joined the military. Okay, how was that journey through from the military and then jumping into culinary? I f- for me personally, I feel like it's a really easy transition because in the military you got to be at the right place at the right time um, in the right uniform. In culinary you got to be at the right place at the right time in the right uniform. You know, um, it's we call it the brigade system in the kitchen. Okay, so you have the executive chef, you have chef de cuisine, then you have the sous chef, then you have the line cooks, you have garbage. So the military is the same thing, right? You have the commander, you have the general. It just goes all down the list. So it's very similar traits. Um, to it. It's very high intense, very stressful environment. That's the same thing as the military. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman, right? There's not a lot of women chefs that, you know, it's not easy for us. In the military, same thing. So it was a very easy transition for me to go from one um, career to the next. Right. For me personally. So how many, how many tours did you do? Um, I served in Iraq and Afghanistan. So my unit, I served with the 4th Engineer Battalion um, out of Fort Carson, Colorado. Shout out to Colorado, because I, I love... You guys been to Colorado? No. no oh, okay. We're going to go. We're going to go. <laughs> um, beautiful. I loved it. Um, and we were sent to Iraq in 2009. My unit was the first unit in history since Pearl Harbor, I think World War II-ish era, to go from one war zone to the next. So when you deploy, you do a year... Um, in, the, in the army I don't know about any other branch but you do 12 months then you come home for 12 months then you do 12 months then that's like the rotation we went from Iraq to Afghanistan mm. so you did these two years straight no I did maybe eight seven months in Iraq and then I did about seven months eight months in oh, Afghanistan wow. straight wow. through right, right. You know, and that's very traumatic for a soldier to go from, like, literally one terrain. It's, like, all desert and sand, and then you have mountains. You know, different forms of weapons, okay? If Iraq is using RPGs, and you go to Afghanistan, and they have IEDs. So you got to, like, relearn combat kind of in two different places. Mm -hmm. You can't fight this enemy if they have, you know? You got to fight the, you know? So um, it was really traumatic to be able to experience that, you know, so. No, you did that. You said it was traumatic. It's, It's difficult. It's not... You come home, how was it adjusting to... Um, I mean, I'm still adjusting. You know, um, (laughs) like, I was 17 when I joined the military. Like, who does that? You know, um, but I just, every day, you know, I just wake up and I'm like, I'm up. So that just, that little bit just gives me the push to adjust. There's a reason why I'm I'm here. And I've lost soldiers, you know, so battle buddies. 
So, you know, I got to adjust every day. Every day is one step at a time. And I just want to um, encourage all soldiers that you can't just fix yourself. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I know Vietnam veterans, I go to the VA, right? And people served in Vietnam and they still can take you back. Like, it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, so there is like no, right. just I'm fixed. Right. We, 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 <laughs> we in here, you know, we avoid getting into politics, but that's one thing that probably infuriates me. It's the soldiers in the VA, you know, waiting, right. waiting for treatment or suffering from PTSD um, it's it's not easy um, so how's, how's your journey been as far as uh, like just adjusting or going through PTSD so I mean PTSD for every soldier is different just want to make that clear um, and I talk to a lot of soldiers about this because some people say I don't have PTSD because they don't have like flashbacks or when you hear something loud but I tell soldiers okay if you spent time away from your family that's traumatic you don't know if you're coming home that's traumatic even if you don't go outside the wire and your battle buddy doesn't come back that's traumatic you know what I'm saying so it's just different levels of understanding what it is so for me I've recognized what my PTSD was Okay, I recognized what my signals was and my traits, what ticked me off, what didn't tick, what made me sad. And then I went to go get help. You know, I see it, I go to the therapist every month, period. That's it. I don't want to hear nothing else about it. You understand? And I'm in the food industry. What? And it's what? Drinking and doing this and drugging and working 80 hours. No, I need to get I need to make sure that my mind is right. You know, so um, I'm very, you know, I'm very spiritual, you know, Um, that's just how I deal with it. I love to talk. This is this is therapy for me. And then that brings me to cooking because cooking saved my life. Right, because I, w- I would have read up, I would have did another six years and do another two deployments. But no, I said, I want to go to culinary school. I'm going to take a step on faith and get out. And look at me now. Now, what if I would have stayed in the military? You know what I'm saying? So PTSD looks like all different things. Right. So is there, if there's anything that, you know, you want to see change, whether it's, you know, how we handle or we see PTSD or the VA, for example, um, yes. Good question. Thank you for that. You know, I, I'm going to be so honest with y'all. I really want to see the medication, the pharmaceutical pushed on this change. And that, that's on my heart heavy. I'm actually was watching, um, Healing, if y'all haven't seen it on Netflix. I started Netflix is it. doing crazy. Yeah. I love Netflix. Netflix is going crazy right now, right? Healing, right? Please watch that. I want to see them stop pushing it on us, right? I went to... Um, the VA and I met with a doctor okay I've been going to the VA for six years now all right and I think I'm getting better and better every time I go the first couple of doctors I met with just wanted to say automatically this is the medication we're gonna give you you're bipolar and I left the hospital like oh my god I'm bipolar what's wrong with me you're not bipolar you went through some shit I'm, can I curse? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you went through something. Yeah, we have a resident cursor. You, you could, like, you know, I, I'm not bipolar, but they want to say, here's the pills. Right. You know, I just lost a battle buddy of mine on Valentine's Day. He committed suicide. Wow. You know what it is, though? Like, they got a, a waiting list of people. They so, do. like, he's, he's the quickest and easiest route. Yeah. He's here. Yeah. You know, but that's not helping us. Would you say a lot of people choose therapy? Because I know even just as a minority, no. people look at therapy like it's... No, no, 100% not. I've had at least, I could call out five people that I've just talked to at the VA, in, in my past that I've served with, that have never seen a doctor. 
but we can talk to each other about it. But sometimes you need to talk to somebody who right. is just a, that other person outside. No, because when you join the military, they tell you that you're weak. You know what I'm saying? You don't need the help, whatever. This is what we're going to deal with. You know, I still, if you look at most of my pictures, I just started smiling. It's 2019. Because when I joined at 17, they was like, if you smile, you know, that's a curse. You're going to die. What? You brainwashing me brainwashing. at 17, right. telling me not to smile. I'm 29 and there's some, I got to force myself to smile in the picture. So no, they don't want, they don't, because the military is there to break you down and then build you up. But sometimes people not strong enough to get through the broken down part. You know, we got to do something. You just build me up and I'm going to be strong. Just build me up. You don't have to break me down for me to be strong. I don't understand that concept. I don't know. That's just me personally. Military is an amazing thing. I'm not bashing it, but I'm saying there's things that I, I would like to see change. Same thing with the VA. Amazing. The West Haven? Amazing VA. Amazing VA. Okay? But there's certain doctors that's going to push drugs on you. That's anywhere. You know? Mm -hmm. Um... <clears throat> Let's. I appreciate you talking about that. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you uh, asking about that. You no, know, it's, it's. Listen, um, I, I was gonna enlist, but I didn't, I didn't enlist. Um, I no, no, I have uh, something. I love. I put my soldiers to high standards. Right. I look at them. I respect them. You know. Um, so no, I, it, 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 it upsets me. You know, the shit that they go through and they get neglected. You know. Right. Well, so much money is spent everywhere else and you got all these people right homeless veterans or whatever you know waiting for some of them do need medication and they can't get it you know they're given the generics or whatever the case may be I don't know but yeah no it's it's upsetting but can I just say one more thing I just want to um just shout out all my women soldiers um and things like that because we don't get a lot of credit I was reading the other day that there's like at least five to six hundred women that have died in combat we never talk about that. I don't know if you guys know, I lost my roommate um, in the military. Yes, that's why I went on Chopped. Okay. So um, my roommate was raped and killed in my room, stabbed 75 times by my NCO. Right, he got life. We put him away. Okay. But a couple of weeks before that happened, she was a cook in the military. I wasn't. So she was teaching me, you know, what schools to go to, go to how to get the GI Bill. I didn't know none of that without her. Her name is um, Brandy Fontenot. Okay, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get out. She gave me the inspiration to say, get out, go be a chef. You don't want to do what you're doing. Yeah. And then that happened, you know. So and they don't talk about stuff like that, sexual assault and, you know, women that have been through this and all this stuff like that. Um, women who serve that are nurses, that are combat nurses, that are healing the wounds and, you know, giving giving you the tourniquet so you won't lose your leg. I just want to give respect and shout out to them. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Much deserved. Right. So now you got out of the military. Did you immediately sign apply for um, CIA. CIA? So the CIA, I got in in um, 2007, straight out of high school, but I couldn't afford to go. Um, so I joined the military, right? Maybe three months before I got out, CIA called me. It was really creepy, like on some God-given divine stuff. They were like, you know, we put in our records that you were joining the military and you were going to get out in 2000 and whatever. And I was like, okay. They was like, well, are you still interested in coming? I was like, absolutely. And they were like, okay, well, you know, here's the paperwork you had to do, reapply, blah, blah, blah. And I got in. So I didn't even, that was only God. That's how I knew I was supposed to be there. Right, absolutely. And if you don't know, CIA was started in New Haven, Connecticut. 
okay, only for veterans. And then um, they expanded to Hyde Park, New York, where they're at now, and they have multiple campuses. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, there's always a veteran connection somewhere. Yeah, oh, wow. When did you get into, um, or what got you into wanting to sign up to go to do Chopped? Oh, oh, so I had an employee, I was an executive chef at um, a dementia facility, if you will, because every patient I had had dementia. They were like in hospice, it was like, you know. And he was like, um, Chef Ro, I think you should go on Chopped. I was like, no, I've been out of high, I've been out of college for like six months. Like, no, I'm not ready. He was like, no, you should go on Chopped. So I was like, okay, let me just see what the application looked like. And then I applied, and they called me, and I was like, okay. And then I interviewed, and they were like, nah, you got some fire in you, girl. Like, let's put you on. And I was like, you know what? I told them about Brandy. And I was like, you know, like, she said all of this. Like, she spoke all of this. Mm -hmm. If she didn't tell oh, I'm getting emotional. If she didn't tell me to, like, get out, like, I wouldn't have even took that step. I had somebody tell me, don't get out the military. You ain't never going to make it. Ain't nothing out there. It's a recession right now. It's a recession. Ain't no money out there. And I was like, you know, I'm going to just try. And when Chop was like, yeah, we're going to put you on, I went that day and I was like, oh, the competition was stiff. I'm the youngest. I'm a female. I'm African-American, you know, and I don't own a restaurant. I'm just like, I'm not going to win. But you know what? I put 12 people in my unit in the ground. One of them was my sister. And I got to just do it. I'm going to rock this bandana that got the army. That's what I went for. And then... Ted was like, you are the chop champion. <laughs> like, now you were up against, you know, some veteran cooks though, right? Navy, um, Coast Guard and Air Force, and I'm still really good friends with um, two of them. Cool. I cooked at the James Beard house with two of the other contestants um, wow. that I competed with. They're phenomenal chefs, bar none. Phenomenal, could beat me any day. I just feel like what's for me was for me. Right. Not that I'm better than them right, at right, right. all. They're, f they're nasty, filthy, dope. But, you know, I just think that guy was just shining. Did you do anything to prepare for the um, competition? No, I didn't even watch in? Chop. I watched Chop. I knew what it was, but I didn't want to. Because there's no way you could prepare for that. Like, what are you no, going to do? I know, people right who do? I know people who do, like, random baskets at home I just trying. <laughs> you know, I just felt like if I didn't go to win. So what am I practicing for? I'm just going to literally to play homage to, you know, my veterans. I don't. So I just went in there and I was just like, okay. I just, my body just moved. I don't know. People ask me this every every day. I'm like, I don't know. How did that change your life? <sighs> chopped did everything for me. Like, I don't care what nobody say. When I won Chopped, then the National, then Remy Martin hit me up. I don't know if you guys know, I was with Remy Martin. That was my first ever, like, client, if you will. Okay, I was with Remy Martin, and then doing this mentorship program and stuff. And then National Restaurant Association awarded me. I was like, well, I don't even own a restaurant. You know, they had this Faces of Diversity Award. Somebody that's doing inspirational things in the community, okay? And they saw that. They saw me because I won Chopped, okay? Okay, so I'm like, oh, that's amazing, all right? Then James Beard has this program, sustainability and all this stuff. James Beard is the Oscars of cooking. Why y'all calling me for? What are you even, why, how am I communicating? It's such an honor, you know, honor. Cooked at the James Beard house. That was all because I won Chopped. You know, James Beard just don't know that they just don't look at anybody. If you get a peep from them, you're somebody. You know what I'm saying? And then Forbes. I was Forbes. gonna ask that. Like how did, how did that hit you when when Forbes like what? how did that play out? Can like I tell did you they the story? contact you? Like it was in my spam. No lie. No lie. Forbes had a program, right? And the it, it went to my publicist's email. 
right? So my publicist like, oh yeah, Forbes has this program called Forbes Fellow, all right? Um, I'm gonna submit you, all right? I'm just gonna tell them who you are, all right? The summit is in four days. They're gonna pick between maybe 5,000 candidates. You're gonna go for free if they pick you, okay? Because they think that you're the next entrepreneur. I was like, okay, just submit me, let me know. Four days go by, I hear nothing. I was like, okay, the summit's like tomorrow. You know, I booked my hotel, everything like the day before. And I went to my spam. Someone was like, check your spam, bro. I checked my spam. I was like, you have been selected for the Forbes Fellow Program. And then I went to Boston. Everything was free. I had to pass. I was like, wow, I got my name on shit. So I know it's legit. You know, it wasn't no scam. And then I met amazing entrepreneurs there. You know, one female, she owns eight restaurants. What? I'm in the room with somebody that's under 30 that owns eight. Now that gives me inspiration. Like, now I got to get busy. That's what Forbes did. Me was like, oh, now I gotta get, now I gotta get on my grind, you know. So. Right, no, because you're constantly being introduced to people. You need to be around. Crazy. You need right? to be around, yeah. And you know, chopped. I partnered with Habitat for Humanity International. What? That was chopped. Now they took this organization's a not for profit, one of the biggest not for profits in the world, and. I'm like, you know, I want to partner with them. They do amazing things. My mom owns a Habitat house, so I want to give back and do something with them. And they're like, oh, she's a chop champion. She's credible. Now I'll cook for, like, their clients. So if they do something with Whirlpool, I'm going to cook at the Whirlpool event. If they're doing something with Discovery Channel, I cook that Discovery Channel at the Food Network Kitchen because of Habitat. So Chop did all of that. Now, <clears throat> give us a timeline from when you completed school to like Forbes and all that like what is that I graduated four and a half years ago that happened literally back to back to back to back to back to back in the last four years that's been my life yeah I, I remember seeing <laughs> that because um you know News 12 the whole local news thing was yeah. you know she was featured on News 12 I had heard about her I'd heard about you when um you were heading to Chopped um and then that you had won it was a huge thing and then shortly after it was only what, a couple months right until forbes you yeah. got until forcing it was it was happening really rapidly yeah. um i remember seeing all that in the news it was a big thing you know especially having someone from all time you you guys know how much i love bridgeport you know bridgeport that's uh, i don't care what anybody says that's my place so when i see people as yourself doing great Thank i mean i want to pay attention you know what i mean Thank and i want to see like I, I love seeing individuals from my hometown you know making things of themselves or or showing other people in our in our town that you can make things of yeah. yourself so absolutely uh, how does um how do has that has everything that's been happening to you um helped you give back to other individuals within your community 100 percent. yesterday i literally judged the state nationals for um culinary Wow. Right for the Connecticut Restaurant Association, and it was Wilbur Cross High School versus Enfield, and whoever mm. wins goes to DC and Nationals. Well, I went down there quick, and it was snowing. Yeah. I said, well, "What do y'all need?" You know, and the, the Wilbur Cross team did amazing. I was blown away. Mm. Not only was I blown away because the food was amazing, it was beautiful. All girl team. Yes. Wow. What? You know, and they're like, "Oh, shut!" Now I'm pumping them up. Now they want to go to college. Like now they're really. So, of course, I always try to give back. I'm actually working with, um, there's a James Beard award-winning chef in Bridgeport. And, um, you know, he does a lot for our community. And he's working with Norwalk um, Museum. 
mm-hmm. and they're trying you know a lot of kids go there a lot of families go there they want to redo their cafe you know get you know have nutritious food in there things like that so i'm on a project with them trying to consult with them to make sure that their menu's right mm-hmm. for the demographic make sure maybe we could put a garden in so now the kids when they come to the museum now they can go out there and know what mint and rosemary and to make whatever you know so the, I, I just always want to give back you know anywhere yeah. i could get in and fit in because i didn't really have like a mentor like i just joined army so if mm-hmm. I could just have them skip the army part, I want to like help people. No, they don't have to do that. Awesome, beautiful. Yeah. So tell us what are you <clears throat> what are you working on now? Not so so all that settled, all that <laughs> you know excitement is all settling. What are you working on now? Well, like now, what thirty days now? Five years? What's now? Like future? No, what's, so what's now? so, <laughs> what have you been up to since? Um, so, you know, right now I'm about to go to South by Southwest. So my mind is really on just traveling to Texas and cooking for Google Fiber. And, you know, really getting into this, like, artificial intelligence, sustainability um, motion. Because I think that's where I'm, t- I'm going, right? So um, if I can surround myself with businesses like that, I want to be able to brand myself to open up my own establishment. So I'm working on business plans. I'm working on, you know just networking and so right now you have no establishment you just no i don't own a restaurant so i want to own a restaurant i do yeah private event r and research and development i own my own company you know stuff like that i travel all over the country all over the world um and i love it but i think i want my own brick and mortar now because if you could come to my place and you guys could have been sitting at my restaurant or my bar or whatever and created late night potluck i want to be able to say like oh i was at rose place and we came up with this concept and then it came to reality i want brick and mortar to be able to bring like-minded people together to do things and change the world and then employ people then if i have my own brick and mortar now i could say you're a homeless veteran i'm gonna hire you now i could say oh you go to college now you can intern at my restaurant or whatever so i need i need my own place now i want to cook my own food i want my own place so that's 100% all my focus is on. Can you talk a little bit more about your company? Like, what's the name and what do you guys do? So I own a company called Alchemy LLC. And if you know what Alchemy is, I mean, there's a lot of different definitions. But for me, um, it's a transition. So maybe it's transition metals to solids or whatever. Um, if you want to think science-based. But for me, it's like tr- transforming food into something beautiful or transforming a menu into something beautiful we're talking about manufacturing outside um so like i partnered with a manufacturing company called microfoodery kentucky right so if they're working on creating sauces or whatever i'm gonna be there what preservatives are good what's the labeling you know what's the demographic what's the r d research and development is its own thing so that's what i do you know i'm not second mind or that third fourth fifth mind to come on and make your business shine you know if you're not making money let's do re- let's see what's wrong right. is it the staff what's the food cost so i come and i do all of that stuff nice, nice. big nerd yeah i like the science that you like display behind the cooking when you're posting your photos like you talk thank about you because people don't know yeah. you know like i teach cooking classes you know people come to classes and stuff and they're like oh we're making pasta and i'm like well what's gluten they're like i don't know you know, so it's like, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, if you, you know, caramelize the onion and then the onion turns brown and I ask you, why is the onion turning brown? And you don't know why, you know, I want to know the why. So I want to give that knowledge to people, you know, it's, you need to know why, yeah. because God created food 
if you there's like a hundred species of apples to me that's dope you know what i'm saying there's just so much uh, onion has how many different layers you know how many it's just beautiful and people need to understand that food is medicine yeah period it's it's um as long as you're getting it right reputable resource right Mm -hmm. because you you got people like montazo you know they're waiting to throw their name out there, huh? Yeah, yeah um, no, no, we don't want to do that. Cause, <laughs> no, I'm not dropping names. <laughs> so uh, it's unrelated, but like, I saw you guys, it's on Netflix. I think you said Netflix doing some cool things. Uh, the Strange Rock. You seen that one? With Will Smith? Yeah. Come on, who are you talking yeah. to, Chef Rowe? I'm deep, I'm deep, for so real. It starts off with, you know, a, 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 in Ethiopia, salt bed. You know, yes. you got the, uh, a, a dust storm or a sandstorm. Yo, this dust reaches the Amazon jungle yep. from Africa, mm-hmm. Ethiopia. I believe it. And it turns out that the salt that reaches Amazon is the perfect perfect uh, fertilizer. So it's just flourishing, all the greens. But it, it, again, at the end of the episode, it just talks about you know how oxygen is created mm-hmm. and how it's like right. that dust that reaches the Amazon is is pretty much the carcass of the the the, the bacteria that, that creates the oxygen. I mean, it's just a full circle. Like mm-hmm. it's just amazing, you know, like everything how everything works out and you know. Can we take it one step further? Because I love one strange rock. Um let's talk about the seed. Right? If you break down the seed, um we wouldn't be here without food. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason I post what I post because food is life. Mm-hmm. Nobody would be sitting in this room without food, period. So as people, as chefs, we need to take the next step to secure it, take care of it, respect it. You know, I went to Africa, talking about the seeds, right? I went to Africa, I had a boiled egg, right? And the yolk was white. And I was freaking out. I was like, why is the yolk white? <laughs> it was like, it's because of what our chickens eat. Natural, they just graze, you know, they're not eating corn, or soy and none of that stuff so we got to think about how to respect the seed down to the lowest level because without that there is no us you know what i'm saying so i'll tell you the, the two weeks i also spent a little bit of time in africa um the two weeks that i spent in africa was the best time i ever had with like my stomach i've always had issues with my stomach uh not digesting food properly no matter what i ate over here i went over there Huh? TMI, whatever. <laughs> hey, my, hey, it's, it, it has to do with our food, right? Right. Um, I went over there, and, and, and towards the midway point of me being there, like, I had no more symptoms of anything because mm-hmm. yes. I was eating whatever it was. And, and we weren't purchasing food. That Where we stayed at, we stayed at, quote-unquote, a safe house. Um, and they, we had a personal chef there, so he was cooking whatever was being supplied to him from there. And, you know, like I said, midway through, it, it was great. I mean, I felt I felt beautiful. And it's because of that. It's yeah. so much more natural. It's so much more organic. And it's, it's all from the land yeah. and not a lot of what we have over here in the United States. I've least. always heard that the, even though, like, for me, like my mom, she's from Haiti, and she always says the Haitian food here tastes so much different than mm-hmm. when you were to taste it back home. Right. Because yeah. the soil is different. It's the terroir. That's yeah. what the French call it, right? So when you grow wine over there, it tastes different from the mm-hmm. wine across the street. Because yeah. this soil is one way versus that soil, and that's true. I knew where you go. Yeah. You know, it's all in the ground. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't have good soil, you don't have good, you don't bear fruit. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, there's no harvest coming out of not good soil. You know, I was so. a huge fan of shrimp. I mean, I love shrimp. I love shrimp. <laughs> but I was allergic to shrimp. 
Right. And I didn't stop eating shrimp because my <laughs> lips swelled up. I just dealt with a swollen lip. That's it. But <laughs> going, my mother's from Ecuador. And I remember going to Ecuador once. And my uncle used to catch his own shrimp. Because he used to wear the spot wires, throw out the net, come, comes home, start cooking shrimp. And when I would eat the shrimp there, there was no sweat. There was no earth mm. allergies. Right. No reaction. Right. That says a lot too about what we consume here. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 So, what advice you have for up Because, you know, we, we come together. We, I still consider myself up and coming. You know, we right. and stuff. Me too. Me know? too. So, it, and that's how we got together because, you know, Raquel put, got us together and she was trying to help us out. We met a lot of networking. We hope to do that as well for audience, any up and coming or startups want to inspire them. Right. What advice do you have? Um, um, you know, just be relentless. Like you can't stop at all. Um, and you're gonna reach a lot of obstacles, and there's gonna be a lot of people to pull you one way or the other way, and you're gonna be confused. And that's just the motions, and just go with it. You know, don't let it discourage you. Because as a young entrepreneur, there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to want to give up. And that's just, that's not even being an entrepreneur. That's just being a human being. <laughs> like, you just human. You just want to give up. So if you can just feel that and then push past it. Um, and remember to have fun. Because I feel like I, that that's something that I lack. Um, you know, when your passion becomes everything, you just get so hungry you forget to have fun and you forget to be in the now because i can just say all this i did all this and then god forbid when i leave here i'm i'm gone god forbid you know what i'm saying i need to enjoy right now because i'm here with late night potluck and i want to enjoy the now so just remember to enjoy that moment if you made that dish today and it was the best dish enjoy that because tomorrow somebody could say you know what you gave me food poisoning and you're done so enjoy the now that's the best of it and learn your craft you know, I'm not perfect. You know, I will always, I, I will post pasta a hundred times. You know why? Because I'm going to be dope at pasta. Okay, I'm going to just keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. So keep just honing your craft. And then everything else will come to you. That's what I believe, 100%. Now, we talked about a lot of uh, beautiful highlights, you know, good things that happened. Uh, were there any challenges, things that kind of like stumped you but you overcame? Um... Yeah, <laughs> a lot of things, um, you know, just partners, business partners and, um, you know, a lot of different things that you don't see coming or opportunities that you thought was coming, but then something changed, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, I'm going to do this, but then things don't happen that way and that gets you discouraged. You got to take a step back, but then no, you keep going, um, you know, stuff like that. But I don't let anything I've been in Iraq and Afghanistan. I came across. <laughs> I don't really, right, exactly. you know. I came across a, a quote uh, or a meme or I forget what it is, but um, it was like a, a winner is uh, or was a loser who tried one more time. Mm. That, I love that. that I love that, that too. That was dope. Yeah. Anybody um, got anything else for Chef Ro? I just have a question about the, the blue pasta that you <laughs> Okay, so I did that because somebody said to me I would never eat blue food. <laughs> And I said, especially after I saw like, do you saw that dye that uh, like tie dye called it mac and cheese that was going around? 
No. So oh, I saw it was that. Like that rainbow like, mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah, I was like, that's disgusting. Oh. But then you posted well, mine's yours. Mine don't look like that. No, that's mine's why I was amazed. So somebody was like, I would never eat colored food because I'm a colorful person. Um, it's like music. I don't know how artists make music. I'm not a musician, but it's just beautiful. It's just something that they see. And when I look at a plate, I just see colors. So I was like, I want to see what blue looks like. You can use blue food coloring. Um, you can use red cabbage and extract some of the color from the red cabbage. Put like some baking soda or something to pull some of that purple out. And then when you mix it with the egg, um, egg is yellow. So you get this kind of weirdish, tealish, bluish. And when you knead the dough and let it rest, um, it kind of turns blue on you. And then when you cook it in the pasta water that's boiling, you pull more color out of it so it's now it's lighter. Anytime you have green pasta or anything, you cook it, it's going to be brighter. Okay, so that kind of gets you to that point. Um, I actually made red pasta, and I hated the color because I mixed the color in with the egg, so it was orange. I let it rest, and it turned burgundy. So, And then wow. when I cooked it, it was kind of like pink. So it's cool to see how food takes you through different colors. Or you can pickle. If you do pickle red cabbage or something, you know, you'll get these weird different colors. So. My favorite pasta is black. I just squid did. Did you see my? Did you uh, show him my black squidding pasta? No, you gotta shoot me. What? Oh, I love squidding pasta. Man. I gotta show you before I leave. With I all love the it too. like, with all the events that you do, how, where do you have time to like, uh, like just research and create? So every day, yeah. um, you know, everybody asks me to do stuff. I don't cook for everybody. You know, I, I'm really when I cook for you, that means I really love you. You know, what I'm saying because I'm so focused on work and things like that. Um, but I create every day. I, I could literally just be in my car on break. You know, I take a break. I like to go outside, get fresh air. I might sit in my car if it's too cold. I'm just literally being inspired, looking at, like, art on, you know, Google. Or I'm looking at something somebody else posted. So And I screenshot it. So now I can go back and reinvent it and stuff like that. Um, I, in the summertime, I like flowers inspire me a lot. So I just might see a flower. And every day, this I'm inspired by this room. I see all these colors, so I'm gonna want to go do a plate with black and like orange. You know, I think I see pumpkin or something. You know, so every day, every day. Netflix. I love yeah, Chef's Table, Final Table, Fat, Salt, Heat, and Acid. I don't know if you guys seen that. Yeah, we. I think we that's spoke about that. One. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. one. Mm -hmm. That's a dope one. I like munchies. I'm really into Vice and stuff like that. Yeah, so, Vice has some good shows. Yeah, you know. So all that inspires me. Um, and a lot of people are doing crazy stuff. I'm in, I like um, gastronomy and like molecular and smoke comes out at the table mm -hmm. i'm really into stuff like that and i want to show that bl just because i'm african-american i'm not just soul food like you don't have to put me in this box you know yeah, like i do fine dining and stuff oh what was it oh man i forgot the name it's on netflix too there's actually a, a show on netflix about that about the stigma of black was, chefs. Um, chef's table one of the, the newer seasons was it yeah about yeah. black chefs She's and fried Georgia. chicken Yes. Where mm -hmm. they went to some of these uh, higher end. They were still soul food restaurants, but they were a little bit more higher end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of them didn't even offer fried chicken because they didn't want to be stuck to that stigma right. of being an African-American right. chef and cooking fried chicken. Right. Because you know? it's sad. I mean, mm -hmm. um, not that fried chicken is not blazing. Oh, no, it's delicious. <laughs> like it's delicious. But, but just that's like a stereotype. And that, I think that's why chefs kind of break away from it because it's a stereotype. Like, I'm black. I got to cook fried chicken. Like, no. Black, black chefs are doing crazy, amazing things. Mm -hmm. Amazing things. So, you know, I think um, James Beard, they just um, announced their awards, right? And last year, there was the most black chefs and women that won. This wow. year, I think the same number. You know what I'm saying? So, we doing crazy things. You know, 
is changing. Women too. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of women now in the industry and leading, yeah. not just you know doing garmage, making salads. Like right. there's women that are actually getting recognized now. You know, a long time coming. You know. Yeah. That's awesome. It's 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 it's, it's definitely inspiring. Yeah. Um, just recently, I had actually at pitch day, mm-hmm. we had uh, one of the ventures. Um, they, they sp- pasta and their tortellini was red like what, how do you get to what is this you know and they got the red from beets mm-hmm, so nice. it's, it's just beets in there yeah. and then inside it was ricotta cheese and caramelized onions mm-hmm. oh my god it was awesome pasta is my favorite it's <laughs> pretty good so we're uh we're getting near we're getting close to wrapping this up um let's go around the room do you have uh, anything going on any events any shout outs any plugs do you uh have to check um you know shout out to google i'm coming south by southwest um shout out to whirlpool and habitat for humanity and um to be hosted i oh i should invite you guys i have a friendsgiving coming up and it's hosted by this group called to be hosted okay. um so shout out to amber mayfield she's gonna she's gonna like that are you, gonna, I, coo- are you gonna be cooking yeah, of course i'm gonna be cooking <laughs> so that means you love us because you yes, invited us i'm gonna be, be throwing cooking. down um, go. i'm trying to get another um local chef from bridgeport to do it with me um her name is alexandria willett um i hope she hears this because she's busy she has a master's degree so she's right. like wow. MBA, she's popping. She's in the food industry. Y'all should get her on. We'll be mm-hmm. sure to get her on. Put, she's put us on, and we'll get her on. I got on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I want to do that event with her, and it's a friendsgiving. So I don't know, maybe some short ribs, some oxtails. I don't know yet. Some sweet potatoes, something. She had me a short I'll eat, ribs. The, I'll eat the sweet potatoes, <laughs> right? Or if there's vegan, I could. I'm really getting into jackfruit. Yeah, right I just now. made some jerk so, jackfruit earlier. Yeah, so good. I could do all of that. That's that's it right now. Um, hey, at least I didn't mess up today, all right, Marsha? No, see that? I, I just didn't want to make any more noise eating the chips. Right. So on my way home, I'm gonna tear yeah. this up. <laughs> make sure you plug yourself. Where can people follow you? Oh, How yeah, can they follow your journey? Um, Rashara Sanders at um, on Facebook and Chef underscore Row one three seven on Instagram. I don't I don't have a Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't tweet. It's so yeah, it's kind of going away. But Instagram, you know, I get to post my art, the visuals. Yeah, yeah. that's important. You like my stuff? Yeah, for real, don't lie. No, I'm not lying. I really be trying. She, a, <laughs> you're not a ghost follower, are you? No, no. I be trying. I've been following I'm for a follow while. Follow her, and then I'm gonna find her, see if you like her photos. I'm liking all of them. <laughs> I'm gonna call you out if not. Yeah. <laughs> so just represent Bridgeport. That's it. Shout out to Bridgeport. Shout out, Bridgeport. Shout out, Bridgeport. Shout out to mom. That's it. Shout out to mom. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, what do you got going on? Oh, nothing much. We just booked vacation in May. So Where are you finally going? Finally going away for a week, Puerto Rico. He says finally, but I feel like he's away all the yeah. time. Huh? <laughs> nah, I mean, we for go. We do little, like, weekend get- getaways every now. You know, I work. I work. I'm up there working crazy amount of hours a week, working two jobs, you know, 8 a.m. to midnight almost every day. So we do little weekend getaways every now and then. But this is like, we're going for a week, like, Sit on the beach, have a you know a mo- mojito and some medalla or something. You know that's the Puerto Rico. Some mofongo. Puerto Rico. Oh, mofongo. Right. Yeah. Oh, of course. We head over, head over to Guavate and have all the oh, all the lechon and everything. Oh, I gotta hit Guavate. You can't, you can't not hit Guavate if you like food. 
like you have to hit that place like it's and the best part is it's right outside of my hometown in puerto rico so it's my favorite thing you know? uh calle calle puerto rico and um so we're actually staying in la verde uh, which is another huge food area there they have the kiosks the kiosks right out there right on the beach area i mean it's it's gonna be great so i'm excited about that i wish it was may already um i have no really big events coming up myself but you can follow me on uh, instagram uh, underscore deal fridge or follow our business page at tres Colitos llc riel I think Manny got me sold in Puerto Rico and I'm going with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to my wife because Riel's coming now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, that's all for me for this week, so we'll catch up next week. Where they can follow you? Well, it's Love the Kick Snacks on Instagram. So, um, picking up some some new recipes I'll be posting soon. Hey, we gotta talk. I think I got an idea. But hey, any new stores? Or are you still- oh, hold on, hold on. Can I just interject? That chocolate, dark chocolate bark. Isn't that, that they, good. good. It had me sitting there like uh, <laughs> crying on a Lifetime movie, eating the chocolate. That's how much how amazing it was. It's got, I was telling him it's got the right amount of like. Not again. I'm not a spice person, and his snacks are based on spice. But this has just the right amount of spice where you know it's there, but it's not like beating you up. You know what I mean? And I love it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, like, it's I'm amazing. not a fan of dark chocolate, but I was in there, like, oh, I, that, was I mean, that shit just couldn't stop. I was just like, mm, my train is going to be bad. <laughs> but it was really good, man. Marsha. Um, I've just been experiencing in the kitchen, so I've been on a matcha kick. I've been making, uh, I made matcha pancakes. I've been making matcha cookies. So just experimenting more, experimenting more with the fat flavor, and that's probably going to be my thing all this month. Nice. Get it right, yeah. And you can follow me at Love Breakfast with the underscore at the end, and that's where I've been posting. Cool. Nothing much coming up, but uh, it's uh, Instagram a pinch of salt cooking. You can follow this is Dave. You can follow Dave's Angry Sauce on Facebook and Instagram with that same handle. A couple of things is you can find. Or you can have your sandwich made with an angry sauce or wraps at Replenish. So Replenish is now awesome. serving some angry sauce, uh-huh. uh, acoustic, acoustic uh, flat, flat sandwich at Acoustic, the bar. Oh, yeah. Acoustic nice. Cafe, Fairfield Avenue, Avenue, both businesses. Yeah, Fairfield Avenue, so Black Rock. a couple of doors apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so Black Rock. Are you guys um, going to Bird Juke Joint, the new joint? Um, that's opening up. When is it opening? Because I um, still I know Chef Chris, um, and he said about I don't know. I'm, I don't want to say. That's the new karaoke spot downtown. Right, right, right. That's the new karaoke spot downtown. Yeah. No. 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 no this on Block Rock. Black you guys know where Vapor is? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh, Walrus I know. and Carpenter. I'm yes. sorry. Area. Yeah. We going that way. I, I know what you're talking about. I'm getting two of them. I'm thinking mixed up. Of, yeah, I know Bird what you're talking There's another karaoke right. spot. Birdman Juke yeah. Joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. found out about them today. Mm-hmm. I yes. had a meeting with them. Well, that's good. That's another Don't soul food spot because I know one is closing. So. Yeah, but the, Chef Chris is top chef. Like, yes. He's, yeah, right. he's famous, famous. And the <laughs> one who, Adrian, who was on the show with him, that's who I worked with at La Bernadette. Oh, really? So, yeah, we go. Yeah. 
Can we so do another plug cool. for um, Chef Raquel because she has a spring class schedule that's it's coming up soon. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> take, I'm taking the, um, I'm taking the pasta me, class like, on May 5th. Really? But a pinch of salt, if you I'm follow her on Instagram, she has a few classes going on. Yeah. So go ahead and sign up before they're yet, full. Right? So funny. Not yeah. yet. They okay. will be yeah. after we... wife and I want to do pasta making. I want to go to the pasta one too. When is one of the classes being held? The first one's yeah, the first one starts on April 7th, but I'll be at the May 5th one making pasta if you want to. Well, I, I got to see if there's any, are there any weekend ones? You know, they're I'm all shot weekends. They're all, oh, they're all weekends? All weekends. Date so, night. So I'm in there because me and the wife, like we were just talking about the, about wanting to do our own pasta. It's one of the things that happened. Like, how do we, how do we apply? Or how do so, we? Just hit me up then. Uh, just slide in the DMs. Raquel DM. with a pinch of salt. There you go. You heard it first here. Get yourself sign out up. there. Date night. Sign up. With a pinch of salt, learn how to make some pasta. I want to see none of that Ranzoni around here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we, so we're linking up also for, with a few food trucks. So we, 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 That's awesome. we're trying to get out everywhere. Um, if you're having an establishment, you want some good hot sauce? Hit me up. Um, website: davesangrysauce.com. You can order your also t-shirts. T-shirts. Oh yes, we got t-shirts. Um, Hit us up um, or hit the, the Big Cartel uh, site. Our link is on our um, Instagram. I can't. I don't know what the link is. Right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, hit the hit our hit our uh, Instagram page and our link is there for the Big Cartel shirts. Our shirts are on. Um, our late night potluck shirts. Yes. There you go. Show your support. Show your support. <laughs> Everybody has something to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So we got this cool potluck going on. Alright, uh, thank you, Chef Ro. Thank, 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 thank you for having me. Thank you. Chef. Thank you very much. Right. It was a pleasure. Thank you. thank you for tuning in, guys. We Good. release uh, our video, or, or I'm sorry, our audio every other Monday. Tune in. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Good night. Peace, Peace out. Have Peace. a good one. Peace. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us next time. This is a Gorilla Podcast Network production.